Hello, everybody, and thanks for joining us for another episode of the Delighted Ones podcast. We have launched a series entitled Business Talks, where we'll be sharing our authentic stories in business, as well as tips and tricks that we have picked up along the way to help you flesh out your most abundant dreams. My name is Dion Alexis, and in this episode, I'll be sharing my story. I could really backtrack to say that my first business was when I had to do my accounts SBA in high school. Mm-hmm. That's my first business. That was Dion's business. Um, I it just so happened that um, my my parents own a dry cleaners, and mm-hmm. I don't know. I I can't recall how we came by a vending a vending refrigerator. I don't remember that part. But we came to have a vending refrigerator, and I needed to do my accounts SBA, so I needed to start a business where I could track um, my sales and your cost of goods sold and your profit and your everything. And so I decided to sell, like, refreshments in my parents' cleaners. So I would mm-hmm. get the fridge stocked with um, sodas and juices and water. And so that was my first business. Um, And it started off as a school project, but then it really, it really was a business that sustained, sustained me for a very long time, especially in my teenage years, um, because then I would, I would always have money, like Dion would always have money because I would always be selling my, you know, and I had my little salespeople in the laundry as well. <laughs> and, you know, so they would either get like free juice or they would get like a little tip here and there. Um, mm-hmm. And so I I started off kind of like building up my my savings really from that business. Wow. Yes. It's been <laughs> and a while since you've been a, a, a business woman. Exactly. I was going to skip it and go all the way to bridal, but then I, I it's like a voice said to me, but really, you know, this was my first business. This um mm-hmm. vending machine was my first business. And mm-hmm. I had it there for a very long time until, you know, it petered out really. Just because, mm-hmm. you know, I went off to UE and um I was managing it and all of that. I guess I could have used that business to practice how to put systems in place and mm-hmm. and all these lovely things, but at that age, you know, mm-hmm. I wasn't thinking like that. Yeah. So that would have been my first business. And then mm-hmm. um my second business and the industry that I remain in to this day, um weddings, events, um bridal, that happened um in about 2009, um, the idea started then when I went to a bridal expo because I was getting married, and I went mm-hmm. to a bridal expo in Kingston, and I had to leave Montego Bay to go to Kingston for this show, and I said to mm-hmm. myself, why isn't this in Montego Bay? I'm tired of traveling to Kingston to mm-hmm. do things and to avail myself of resources, and I am annoyed that, I mean, it's a good trip, but I'm annoyed because really I would like to have this in Montego Bay at my disposal. And so I decided, you know what, I'm going to host a bridal expo in Montego Bay. Look at that. And so the idea started there. So it really just started as an idea for an event. Mm -hmm. I never 
you know, I, I didn't start off with a vision of a business, really. Mm-hmm. I started off just wanting to see this idea happen here, you know. Right. And then um, once I got the idea, it, it, it consumed me. Mm-hmm. It really did. I spent so many hours gathering information. I went to school to learn how to put on events. I got certified in events management just because I wanted to host this event. Mm -hmm. And we hosted the event for the first time. And Kamala, I I got the date wrong. We we hosted the event February 20th, 2011. Ah, okay, not 2010. Yes, not 2010. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that, I would say, was the birth of it. This is when it happened. But there was no business systems in place, really. Um, and that was something that that would in later years kind of hamper the whole, hamper, hamper everything, really. Mm-hmm. Because in the outset, there is a lot of elements that I missed just because, you know, youthful exuberance, you want to see things happen. And there's nobody really that's saying to you, all right, Dion, so yes, you want to do this idea, it's wonderful, but what are the what are the I's and what are the T's? What are the areas that you are missing? What are the things that you need to ensure that are on this checklist that need to be done before you mm-hmm. even launch this thing? And so I was mm-hmm. in launch mode and I launched and the event was hosted um, successfully for three years, mm-hmm. and when I, and I'm using the word successful in the sense that the event was hosted, it was a good show, it was well supported in terms of audience support and vendor support. I mm-hmm. made no money. <laughs> mm-hmm. I made no money, Kamala. I I, I think I think some of our listeners perhaps <laughs> didn't originally realize that it's possible to be doing a lot and and, it and, so and to good. keep something afloat. But at the end of it, you have not made any profit that you can say I can take from as my as my income. You know, it's it's still going. The expo happened. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's so possible, Dion. And that is why this entrepreneurship can be sometimes deceptively. You know, it looks deceptively easy. And and you know, I I feel like <laughs> I don't want to sound like a drama queen, but I feel like I suffered trauma um, mm-hmm. from not making money from that event. Mm-hmm. And it's something that affected my self-esteem for a very long time. Um, wow. The last time we hosted the event was in 2014. And I would say that year, I can I can say that that year I went into depression and was actually depressed, like depressed, depressed. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a lot going on for me that year. That was the year I won the Innovators. Um, that was the year so many things good happened to me and for me that year, which I'm very grateful. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, the depression was in 2014. It was 2013. Mm-hmm. By 2014, I had gotten no deep into it because the debt I'd taken out um, a loan. You remember the whole loan saga, Kamala? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And the pressures of that. And I was just low. I was high, but I was low at the same time. So, you know, I would be smiling and people would be congratulating me, but I would just be like 24-7 thinking, 
how am I going to get oh. myself out of this, you know? Mm-hmm. And so <laughs> that it was rough. It really, yeah. really was rough. And I think the mistake that I made is that I launched an event. I did not launch a business. And I remember wow. that even while I was going through the innovator's journey, I remember I'll never forget one thing that Yannick said to me. She said, she said two things. She said, sweet can't eat because I was not charging for my services properly. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I wasn't, I wasn't, um, standing up for my value. Mm-hmm. And she said to me, she looked at me point blank and said, this is not a business. Like, <laughs> what are you doing? This is not a business. Right? Mm-hmm. So launching an idea and doing something doesn't mean that you you have a business. A business yeah. has some specific elements that makes it so. And especially if you're doing something that has no systems, no no plan of action as to how to make money, how to ensure that the money is made, you know, listen. Yeah, you're preaching, you're preaching so strong. <laughs> I don't want to go down too deep into it, you know, because I feel like a, a future discussion, we really need to delve into it more, so I don't want to mm-hmm. go too deep. But just touching on elements of my entrepreneurial journey, that was a major mm-hmm. thing. And then... Um, during the innovators, um, Yannick Page advised me to refocus from events and focus on actual wedding planning and bridal. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so that's how I transitioned from the event side of bridal to the actual service side of bridal. Um, mm-hmm. And I always thought I would never be a good wedding planner. <laughs> I thought I didn't have the personality for it. I didn't think I had have the patience for it. And mm-hmm. it's so ironic because if you should go online and read reviews about my service, the very same going. things that I thought that I felt so insecure about and felt like these are things that made me not suitable for this to provide this service are actually the things that my brands compliment me about and it blows my mind all the time because mm-hmm. these were the things that I felt I was like, you know, I'm just not a patient person. And brides would comment, she's so patient, you know, she worked mm-hmm. with me or I would say, you know, I I don't you know, I don't I don't have the personality and brides would be like, She's so sweet, she's so wonderful, she made me feel at ease. Mm-hmm. And so having that level of confidence in yourself, you know, I just did it because I'm like, you know what, <laughs> I've lost so much already. What can I lose, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I, I really ignored even what my own heart was telling me that, D, you can't do this because you're not right for it. And mm-hmm. if I hadn't, all these wonderful brides would not have benefited from the beauty of my service. <laughs> mm-hmm. So um, that's that's kind of like a part of my entrepreneurial journey. So now I am a destination wedding planner. Mm-hmm. Um, I own and operate my own business in that. And then there are other ventures that um, I have started to pursue and put systems in place. So we both are aligned in that we're, we have a heart for, for women's issues empowerment Mm -hmm. and getting to that next level in life and business because Mm -hmm. I remember the struggles and the mistakes I made in getting to that next level and I want to kind of empower 
other female entrepreneurs who are on the journey, just to help them not make the same mistakes that I made. Diana, what would you say is your big abundant vision for yourself, which I'm sure will take into consideration your entrepreneurial journey? What's your big, what's the big point for you? <laughs> I would say my grand, grand vision. I keep writing it down. There mm-hmm. is a certain, there's a certain revenue level that I want to get to. Mm-hmm. And not just for the money, but for the, for what it's going to take from me in terms of mm-hmm. the type of businesswoman that I will need to become to attain mm-hmm. revenue at that level, the systems that I will need to put in place, um, the type of team that I will need to hire, the emotional intelligence that I'll need to have to even command a team at that level, you know, mm-hmm. I feel like I, I set a very high revenue goal for myself because the challenge is going to transform me, right? Mm-hmm. And so I have a grand revenue vision. Yeah. I also love the idea, and I've always said it, and I've been writing it down for years, that I want to have my business not only in Jamaica but in other countries. And mm-hmm. so I have been blessed to travel, and I have identified at least two countries that I see my products, my service, and just me as a person fitting perfectly into and I would mm-hmm. definitely want to grow my business into those countries in particular. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, good. So <laughs> you want the freedom to be able to operate in different locations and yes. you have the revenue stream identified, but not just for the sake of the money. Right. But I hear you saying that a part of it for you is the, um, what do you say now, the innovation, the stretching, the growing that will mm-hmm. be required. Exactly. You know, in order to achieve that. That's that I like that. That's very yeah. powerful actually. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So so you know, many people look up to you, Dion. Um, I, I knew from personal experience that even when you were doing the expo in Manchego Bay, there were so many vendors in the bridal industry and you know, in I guess you could say parallel industries that look up to Dion as a person and, and as an entrepreneur, especially because the the expo provided a platform for so many other um, entrepreneurs, of which I was one, right? Mm-hmm. What would you say would be your advice for those getting started? Um, I would, for persons who are getting started in entrepreneurship, just in general, of course, we know that, okay, yes, we have to register our businesses. We have to ensure that we follow the legal, you know, the legal requirements per the laws of Jamaica to start your mm-hmm. business. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, by being legally registered and by having all those elements in place, it really opens up yourself and your business to great opportunities. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, there are opportunities with the DBJ, which we both benefited from, mm-hmm. um, with grants and vouchers and programs and educational resources. And so I would say for persons getting started, don't get caught in this underground economy type mindset where you're just limiting yourself to your small network. And, Mm -hmm. you know, you have an idea and you think, okay, I can sell to these 20 people or these 100 people or just to the people at my church or my child's school. Um, Mm -hmm. If you want to start out in entrepreneurship, I would say, 
get your legal systems in place, right? It doesn't, mm-hmm. it's not as hard as it seems. And it's actually very rewarding, you know, when you have your business certificate and you know, yeah, it's mm-hmm. for real now, you know? Yeah. So I would say that. Um, I would also say if you're starting a business, start a business, right? Mm-hmm. And <laughs> this is the part that's tedious and this is the part that a lot of us want to skip over. And a lot of us want to not invest the time and energy into the actual business planning part. But Mm -hmm. listen, I suffered for not planning my business, suffered emotionally, Mm -hmm. financially, physically, um, even in my relationship. I Mm -hmm. suffered because when the stresses of um, owning a business and operating a business and you're not making any money and your savings is, are, your savings are going down. And, you know, there are household things that need to be done. There are life things. You're a woman. You want shoes. You want clothes. You want, you know, your phone bill needs to be paid. Did you still mm-hmm. cut off your phone? You understand? Like, yeah. there is life that needs to be lived. And if you're in business, then your business is the vehicle. The business is the way that you're earning your money. So if you have not put systems in place to earn money, meaning you have to sit down and figure out, okay, what are the income streams in this idea? How much am I going to charge? What are the what are my distribution channels? How are persons going to be availed of my service? What's the cost for the service? What's the cost for the gift for the for the good? Mm-hmm. We have to Our be yeah. specific and intentional mm-hmm. about the business side of it because by skipping over it, I mean, trust me, I don't want to belabor the point too much, but it it pays. It pays and it hurts if you don't plan your if business you properly. And, I mean, you went through the Branson, the Branson program, Kamala. I went through it. I didn't complete it, but I went through a portion of it as well. And I remember mm-hmm. the business pitch deck was something that was – a little bit of a less of an intense way to approach um, a business plan. And I mm-hmm. also did a training with Jamaica National, and they introduced mm-hmm. me to a business model canvas, which is also mm-hmm. a lighter version of a business plan, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I would say for anybody who's just starting, have at least a business model canvas. You can go on Google and you can pick that up. And it's basically mm-hmm. just a sheet that, that, oh, that, calls you to outline some key elements of your business so that you can know it and you can see it and you can action it, right? So mm-hmm. I'm going to leave the advice for there, <laughs> right there for now. Love it, Dion. <laughs> I, I don't know if you have any um, other action steps that you want to share, mm-hmm. but while you're thinking about Go that, ahead. I just want to highlight for our listeners, though, mm-hmm. um, how much of a toll entrepreneurship can take. And I have seen so many articles of late about, you know, prominent entrepreneurs locally and internationally who have apparently succumbed psychologically, emotionally to the pressure of entrepreneurship. And I know there are other pressures as well. It's not just one thing. You know, there are people who have developed emotional problems and some people have taken their own lives. Um, And, Dion mentioned so many things. She mentioned depression. She mentioned the toll on relationships. She mentioned self-esteem. I don't know if many people realize, you know, 
that it's very difficult when you build something from the ground up to not become invested in it to the point where you feel like it's a part of your identity. So if it fails, you feel as though you have failed as exactly. well, or that you are a failure. Exactly. You know? mm-hmm. So I just want to I, I just want to highlight that very very poignant um, aspect of it that it's not just you sitting at a desk and just um, in a detached way building something. This is part of who you are. It's, it's like your child. So Dion has an actual daughter. I don't have any children yet, but my businesses have felt like my babies. Yeah. You know, and so it's a very intimate process, and it's a relationship that is very hard to sever. I recently closed out a business, and trust me, the psychological effects of it were real because I felt so many conflicting and powerful and, in many cases, negative emotions about it. Yeah. So that's part of the reason why we are even highlighting the need. It, it is a need to have a tribe, have a network of people who get it, even two people or three, you know, with whom you can share when it's getting heavy and with whom you can talk about, you know, some of the, the fixes. How can you manage it and how can you be greater for the next iteration of your business? So on that note, Dee, are there any other takeaways that you want to share in terms of action points now for being your best entrepreneurial self? I would say um, in, the way of, in the way of planning, um, have a vision, right? And once I decided to have a vision, I took it a step further and I ensured that I had a vision board, right? Mm-hmm. And the vision board was what helped me to kind of manifest a lot of awesomeness in my life. Um, and so one major action step, I would say, ensure. So let me let me just give them in bullets. Mm-hmm. Go online and see if you can download a business model canvas. Mm-hmm. Have that as a base for your idea, right? And that's something that you can do at any stage of, of your journey. Two, for your work-life balance, ensure that you're keeping track of what is happening with you daily. Um, I have started, you can have a day planner or a journal or a notebook. Just have, just have something that is that you're using to keep track of your daily experience. It's a very cathartic thing to kind of write down what your experiences are, and it helps to relieve some of the stress. So I would say have a journal, keep track, have a vision, Mm -hmm. create a vision board, and make sure that your business plan or your business model is outlined in a clear way that you can know where your money is coming from, how your clients are getting to you, and what your costs and expenses are. Perfect. Dion, I feel so good. (laughs) (laughs) I feel so good because even this podcast series for us is another example of getting out of our heads, jumping off of the paper that we wrote it down on, and actually giving life to a vision, you know? And... It's part of, I feel like, both of our purpose points because we are doing it with the view of helping other women entrepreneurs to really level up mm-hmm. and to be the best versions of their entrepreneurial selves. So mm-hmm. I am so grateful. And it's so amazing to me how when you start to talk about these things, you realize how much there is to talk about and how much it is, how much your experience can help others. Mm-hmm. So I'm really <laughs> proud of you for sharing vulnerability today. Thank and you. I'm sure our listeners are grateful as well. And we'll be getting a lot more of that in our upcoming series in this podcast. 
Thank you, Kamala. <laughs> so until next time, guys, take care. And we can't wait to share some more goodies with you.